You are listening to Hit Play, Not Pause, a feisty menopause podcast for active, performance-minded women. I am your host, Celine Yeager. Each week, I bring you advice from athletes, scientists, researchers, and other experts to help you feel and perform your best, no matter what your hormones are doing. This show is a production of Live Feisty Media. Hello, strong, feisty women. So I have a fun one for you this week. I had the opportunity and the pleasure to sit down with the one and only Myrna Valerio, aka the Myrnavator, and it did not disappoint. For those who don't know Myrna, she has been breaking ground in the endurance sports world since 2008 when she started her blog, Fat Girl Running, about her experiences as a plus-size woman in a world of thinner endurance athletes while she was training for her first marathon. And as a Black woman in a larger body who is also an ultra runner, she has endured her share of harassment both online and in real life. But despite some people trying to put her down, Myrna's devoted her life to lifting others up, showing those like herself what's possible, which for her includes 11 marathons, 15 50K plus ultras, and a best-selling memoir, A Beautiful Work in Progress. Now Myrna is facing another challenge we're all familiar with, perimenopause. This week, we talk all about what she's experiencing, how it's impacting her running and training, and what she's doing to take care of herself through this chapter of her journey. Along with being an ultramarathoner, Myrna is also a cyclist, a skier, and a DEI professional. She has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Runner's World, and on NBC Nightly News, CNN, and in the viral documentary short, REI Presents The Myrnavator. Myrna is also one of the Lululemon ambassadors participating in Further, which is an initiative to show how far women can go when they're supported with resources and product innovations that are typically reserved for men. The initiative will culminate in the six-day Further Ultra Marathon that begins on International Women's Day, March 8th, 2024, so coming up. You can learn all about her and her work at themurnovator.com. I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did. All right, before we get to it, I'd like to thank everyone who signed up for our new course, Navigate Menopause. I so appreciate you. I also appreciate all the recent five-star ratings and great reviews on the podcast. Thank you so much for that. And as always, you can find us at Feisty Menopause on Instagram and Facebook. Sign up for my free weekly newsletter at feistymenopause.com. Join our free private Hit Play Not Pause Facebook group, which is now more than 28,000 strong. And if you have ideas for a show, you can hit me up at hitplaynotpause at lefeisty.com. Finally, thanks to Prevenex for their ongoing longtime support. If you haven't tried their new Muscle Health Plus product, I highly recommend it. It's got creatine, all your essential amino acids and branch chain amino acids, HMB, and other muscle building ingredients in one super easy to use, very reasonably priced product. I use it daily. It's been a game changer. So thanks, Prevenex. I appreciate you too. All right, enough of me. Let's have a few words about our awesome sponsors and get on with the show. As a lifelong runner and cyclist, I am stoked to announce that Tifosi Optics has come on as a podcast sponsor. The beauty of Tifosi sports glasses is that they hit all the marks. They are shatterproof polycarbonate, so the lenses not only reduce glare, but also offer scratch resistance and complete eye protection. They stay put. 
They have little hydrophilic rubber nose pads that actually get more grippy the more you sweat. So they stay secure and don't slide down your face even when you're running in sauna-like conditions. No matter what sport you do, they have a shade for your activity, including tennis, fishing, pickleball, running, cycling, and just hanging out at the beach. And they are super reasonably well-priced, which is very hard to find in a sea of overpriced eyewear. And they just look freaking rad. So head on over to tofosioptics.com and use the code FM, capital F, and capital M, like Feisty Menopause, number 20, FM20, to get 20% off your order today. I'll put a clickable link in the show notes to make it a snap. Musculoskeletal health is everything during menopause. Everyone knows how much I love Joint Health Plus from Prevenex, which has helped me get back to distance running after arthritic toes stopped me in my tracks. Now they have a product that has become my go-to for muscle strength and recovery, Muscle Health Plus. Muscle Health Plus contains all the key ingredients we talk about on this show, like creatine monohydrate, essential amino acids, and branched-chain amino acids, plus even more cutting-edge ingredients like HMB and estrogen that are scientifically shown to increase muscle growth, recovery, and strength. I use it every day during my early morning lifting sessions, and there's no question that it helps my power during those workouts and my recovery after. Plus, I love having everything I need from the best high-quality ingredients in one reasonably priced shake. I've also heard from fellow users who have had bloating or GI upset in the past from creatine that haven't had any of that with Muscle Health Plus. I make my shake with almond milk and espresso, but it's also good with ice-cold water, which makes the flavor really pop. As always, you can get 15% off your first order with the code HIPPLAY, all caps, one word, at Previnex.com. That's HIPPLAY, all caps, one word, at Previnex.com. Do your muscles a favor and head on over and get some today. Marna, I am very stoked that after... I don't think I hounded you. I was just persistent. You know, I'm persistent. Yeah, that's uh, people need to be persistent with me because I'm not a very good um, correspondent. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's on me. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, and I know. I mean, I respect. I and I actually just do want to sincerely, sincerely thank you because you live publicly. You give a lot of yourself. You fight multi-front wars. You know, you absorb a lot in the culture and. I I can barely uh, like I'm out there a little bit, you know, doing this menopause thing, and and I know what it's like to have yourself out in public and take like social media barbs, and I know the drain of being public, mm. and on your level, I can't even kind of comprehend it. So I really, I actually just want to thank you for doing this. It means thank a lot to me. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. So I have a ton of questions, but the first one, you know, I just saw you posted this biggest happiest smiling photo of yourself um from your IG and Prospect Park and I would love for you to talk about like what you just did and what it meant to you because it was really pretty cool well um well I will tell you now that my hip is talking to me right now because of that 50k I did in Prospect Park it was a Prospect Park Track Club Endurance Festival and I kind of signed up for it on a whim, uh, also with so, sort of in the larger um, perspective of my of training for this big race, which we can talk about a little bit later. Um, my friend Latoya, 
uh, who is who is in Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. She signed mm-hmm. up for this race and I, and put it on um, Instagram. And I said, oh, well, I might as well sign up for it too because <laughs> I needed a longer race because I've been doing a lot of 25Ks, uh, which is sort of like 50K is more in my wheelhouse. I, I really love that distance. I think my body is built for it. Uh, and 25K, I just don't like the distance, but it was the longest that I could do, like in the sort of condition and training that I was in. So- or the training that I had. And so, yeah, so I went in and I went in with a bad attitude <laughs> because uh, I spent a lot of money on a hotel and I, and of course I'm like, oh, well, if I don't finish it, I will have spent all this money um, on this hotel and, and uh, all of this energy, this, all this time driving to New York from Vermont um, to not finish it. So like, I kind of went in um, with low expectations. Uh, and an attitude. So, but I got there <laughs> and it was raining. It rained oh. all day, literally all day. And cold. Um, it had to have been cold. And it was, it, well, the temperature was kind of okay in the morning and then it fell throughout the day. And I just, I had a rain gear on and I got soaked and I changed into other, <laughs> some more rain gear and I got soaked because it was windy. Anyway, so, uh, but I just went out there and I really like loop courses. It's, you How know, many it's loops? Three point three five mile loop. Um, a fifty k of a three point three point five yes, mile loop. Yes. Listen, I've done smaller loops, and and I I actually I really enjoy that because uh, and I obviously I enjoy point to point races and and big like one loop two loop courses as well when they're in the woods, um and I, and also on pavement but um but yeah I kind of I could just zone out and get the work done. And so I didn't even listen to music until the last loop um, because I, I was in New York City and there's tons of noise and people and sounds that kept me occupied. I was also in my head a lot of the time. Uh, I got hit on um, during my second loop. Uh, <laughs> so that was an adventure. Um, it hit on in Spanish. And um, and so I, uh, yeah, I just, after my fourth loop, you know, I said, um, well, I'm just going to get this done because it's, it would be dumb to stop. I'm feeling fine. My body doesn't hurt that much. Um, you know, it'll be a slog. Uh, this is really a mental test. And so, so I did. And I was, and then by the end, I was very, very happy because I hadn't done any ultra distance since 2019. And my last marathon had been 2020, um, the 2020 LA marathon right before shutdown right. happened and, and, or various shutdowns happened. And, um, and then I, you know, became injured and, and then had to contend with that and with COVID happening. And, um, but yeah, so it was, it was, it felt really good. I was so glad that I could really feel good about calling myself an ultra marathoner again. That's awesome. And, and let's, you know, I had some questions around, you mentioned sort of those timelines and the injuries, and it's just sort of diving into perimenopause because that's what, you know, that's what we're talking about here at the, on the show. But, you know, it's clear, I listened to a recent podcast with you uh, with Nicole DeBoom and some of your social posts that you, it's clear that you're in it and you've been talking about it. Right. But I feel like I want to set the stage a little bit because I know you had the meniscus surgery in 2020. It sounds like you also maybe had some perimenopause stuff creeping up in 2021. 
you know, you talked about some night sweats and anxiety and brain fog and body shape changing on that podcast with Nicole. Um, Was there overlap there with the injury? Like, when did you realize what was going on? Do do you even have a sense of that? (laughs) It really was 2018 when I when I left uh, teaching. And, you know, I had that that year I'd done a bunch of races. I'd, I'd finished Trans Rockies. I'd, uh, I went on to do um, Hood to Coast with um, my then sponsor Highland. Um, and and I did a Ragnar race. <laughs> I was doing a lot of racing, but and I but I would my body was used to doing all of that. But suddenly my body just started hurting. It was just like my like my feet started hurting, like my head random joint um pain that you know I and I and at that point I actually didn't have any health insurance right because I had just left teaching and and uh Cobra was like so expensive that like uh American healthcare sucks as we all know um and and so like I couldn't afford it so like I I I was very knowledgeable then about perimenopause and something I didn't think that I necessarily had started that but but now in hindsight, I'm like, oh yeah, that definitely was it. Um, and, and then, uh, and of course, like I, I changed my job. <laughs> you know, I was now this sort of uh, I, I had gone rogue <laughs> uh, <laughs> with various sponsorships and stuff, and and so there was that that anxiety of of just you know being able to make a living, and um, and I was okay, but I still had some anxiety about it, and other people had anxiety for me, um, and, including my family, and. Uh, so there was that, but I, but I, I did absolutely notice that, um, at, you know, I started having these, 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 uh, joint, this joint pain and, um, and then the following year, and I'll skip to the following year, uh, 2019, I was speaking at a, I was speaking at, uh, I think it was mountain film, one of the big film festivals and, and they were on tour and it was Savannah and I spoke I spoke down there uh, in Savannah six times in a row. And um, and then at the end of that, got a frozen shoulder. Oh. And I'd never, ever had shoulder pain, ever. And I was, you know, I'd been lifting and I, you know, I had, you know, I'd worked with a personal trainer. I was obviously going to the gym and doing my workouts and doing my runs, et cetera, et cetera. And by the end of that, I was like, well, uh, you know, I attributed it to stress, you know, cause I had spoken six times in a row and I was doing all this traveling, but it just, it was super, super weird. My mom had had several frozen shoulders and I'm like, mom, like what's going on with my shoulder? And she's like, oh, you're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> There's something that happens to women. We get frozen shoulders. And, uh, and I really couldn't find any answers. I, I, I didn't have a doctor. I didn't, you know, um, and, you know, you go onto the, the interwebs <laughs> and it's a bunch of, you know, people who think they're doctors and then, and WebMD yeah. this and all that. Um, but that was sort of my first inkling that things were changing, um, in my body. Um, and so yeah, 2018, 2019, and then of course, 2020 hits and, um, I'm having some issues with, I have my torn meniscus <laughs> and, um, and you know, that whole thing, in addition to 
us having to be sequestered for COVID reasons, um, I was actually work wise, I was great. I was, I like made the most money I've ever had in my life. <laughs> um, and, um, which I know wasn't the case for, for most people. Um, and so I was okay work-wise. My kid was okay. He was safe. Um, but there was this creeping anxiety. Just, I've always been a highly anxious person, but I've, I've, I haven't always acknowledged that or I've been open about it. Um, and so, and it was, it just was just there. Was there and having a torn meniscus now, you know, now I make money off of of moving my body. <laughs> uh, now I had just signed with Lululemon, uh, and then I <laughs> and uh, and had surgery and and I and I couldn't really run uh, for a good I want to say four or five months, um, and then it really took me until last year to be fully recovered. <laughs> uh, like my, I was healed, but in terms of like getting back to training, uh, sort of full time and, uh, being able to do what I was, uh, had been doing previously, it, you know, I'm still not at the level that I was in terms of my mileage and, and, and hours of training. But so that there was anxiety brought on by that, um, as well. And then in 2021, um, you know, I was overbooked, I was overwhelmed, but also like, I couldn't, um, I'd never dealt with the anxiety. So it just got worse. Uh, and then I, then I finally went to my doctor at this point, I had a doctor, I had health insurance uh, and I went to this wonderful place in, uh, in Montpelier, uh, here in Vermont. Uh, it's like the integrative women's wellness center, um, staffed mostly by women or people who identify as women. And, um, and, and sort of started a, like a different kind of wellness journey with, with my doctor. Cause she, uh, I had to take the survey and, uh, and spoke to her at length, uh, because she actually spent time with me. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it turned out and then she diagnosed me with severe anxiety and, and depression. And, and what that did for me was clarify everything. Mm. It clarified everything. I'm like, and I, I couldn't understand why I was having these dark thoughts. You know, I had a pretty good life. I made a lot of money. My son was, was, flourishing in school, even though it was hybrid, he was happy. Uh, like, why, what was wrong with me? Um, and then she also alluded to that, that this was part of like hormone, like a, a mm. hormonal shift. And uh, I'm like, great. <laughs> That's just what I need on top of, you know, you know, coming back from injury and, and then COVID and, and whatnot. But um, yeah. And so like, and I've always been very, very aware of uh, women's health. And, uh, like I learned, like I got my period when I was nine and, and before then I had books and my mother was very open about what happens to your body. And, um, and so I was, I was very, very fortunate to always have like a certain level of awareness. Um, but you know, it still feels like, <laughs> like, why is my body betraying me right now? <laughs> why Did is you talk that? about menopause though? Did you ever she have that? But she didn't, she didn't necessarily talk about when she was having hot flashes and stuff. She definitely, she's like, well, I'm going through the change, you know? Mm. And, and, and the cool thing about that was like, she didn't give a shit about anything. I, mean, you know, like, uh, I saw this, I saw this uh, shift in my mom uh, where she, she's absolutely a people pleaser at, you know, and to her detriment. Right. Mm. Sometimes. And, and she, you know, she's still like that, but she's, she's a caretaker. That's, that's sort of who that's, what her wheelhouse is. Right. And, um, but to see her, um, 
not give as much uh, time uh, and 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 energy to things that didn't serve her. To see that was amazing. I want to emulate that. <laughs> so then, did, then did we took a little tangent because I was curious. I know, so I, and, I, and I ramble. But, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but but um. So you're still talking to your doctor, who's then telling you like it could be hormonal too, and you're like, oh shit. Um, were you having? Hot flashes, night sweats, that kind of thing as well? No, no. Um, not at that point. Like I started getting, I just started getting, and I, and I haven't, as far as I can tell, haven't had any hot flashes, but definitely the sweating started in the last year. Uh, just like waking up completely drenched. Um, and I'm like, what, did I have a fever? And like, you know, when I, I wasn't thinking, oh, like, oh, perimenopause and I'm, I'm 47. <laughs> um, I, I was like, oh man, am I sick? <laughs> That's when I started having them like 47, just soaked, soaked. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'd like take the covers off me cause I was so slimy and, uh, and then I would get cold. <laughs> now my body is damp and wet. Um, but, but that, but, you know, honestly, that hasn't been as disruptive as, uh, I thought it would be like, I, you know, cause I fall asleep very quickly afterwards. And so okay. um, I haven't had so far, I haven't had sleep disturbances. Um, I did have a lot of trouble just getting enough sleep, but that wasn't due to due to perimenopause. It was just because like the anxiety and like trying to get work done. Well, maybe the anxiety. Well, you know, it's all this big circle. <laughs> um, and uh, and like just trying to get all the stuff done. And um, but yeah, did the did the doctor, you know, when she mentioned that, did she then also offer anything to you in the way of perimenopause treatment? No, no. The only, well, the only thing I was, uh, she offered to me and, and which I declined was uh, um, and, and like an antidepressant or like so, some sort of like medication around anxiety. And I said, I, I wanted to do talk, I wanted to try talk therapy first and uh, which I didn't. Um, <laughs> I still haven't. Um, but uh but yeah, so like, uh, I'm actually the man and I'm feeling way better about that, that the, the, the severe anxiety diagnosis, because like, again, it clarified a lot of things for me. And then I was able to like have some coping strategies or just strategies in general for dealing with what, what, what was dealing with what was going on in my brain. Um, and knowing that it was a, a function of this anxiety and, um, not necessarily reality. Um, so, but yeah, but in terms of like hormones and stuff like that, like that, actually, that's something that I might consider, um, in this upcoming year, um, because, uh, now like, like my body's hurting much more <laughs> and my body has changed and, uh, changed how it, man, my belly, like I've always had a belly always, always, but it, like it is, it protrudes in a way that's very different than it, than it um, has before. And it is, it's changed my posture and, um, and my hips are wider. Um, and that is, and my, my, my butt is bigger. Like I always had a super flat, butt, so much so that my sister used to make fun of me. <laughs> She's like, well, that's why you got a flat butt. I'm like, <laughs> and, um, anyway, so yeah. And, 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 well, I know my family noticed. They were like, "We know you're deadlifting, but um, you know what's going on back there." <laughs> you know, not in a negative way or anything, not in a derogatory way, but um, 
I was like, yeah, I know. Like it's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wider. My, my clothes fit di more differently uh, or very differently rather uh, than they used to. And, um, yeah, and while there hasn't been uh, since COVID anyway, like weight gain, the, 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 where the weight deposits itself, <laughs> the shifting around the shifting of things itself is different. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I've noticed that and like, cause I've been in a lot of like campaigns and like photo shoots and, and video shoots and whatnot. And, um, and that, like, you know, that also shifts the way that I see myself because it is different. Um, so yeah, lots, lots of stuff going on. Does it change the, um, mechanics of your running? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I even, so like there are these, uh, I have these like fat pads, uh, you know, at, right at the top of my thighs in between my legs that weren't there before. And, and I was even, I was like, well, maybe I should get it surgically removed. So like, I am not, so my running, my, my gait doesn't change as much because my gait oh, changed. And because I'm like trying to like move around the fat, <laughs> you know, um, and, and, you know, are there cosmetic reasons? Maybe, you know, but like, really, it has definitely changed my, my gait and then my, like my hips are different. Um, and, you know, that's probably why I'm having some, some hip pain right now. Um, I also just, just did a 50 case so <laughs> that as well, but I, but I, you know, but I, but I've had more like sort of consistent soreness in my hips. And I know that, that also like in, in the reading that I've done, you know, cause I do my own research. <laughs> <laughs> I try to read peer reviewed articles, et cetera. Um, yeah. And, and yes, yeah, so I know like the hips start uh, changing and also like uh, there, I've never cracked my back before unless I was at a chiropractor. And I know that's something that comes with age is like, you're like cracking your bones and just like, then it's so funny. Like, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's very obviously changing. Uh, and I, you know, and I'm trying to be welcoming because I know that, you know, it's just a, it's an ine inevitable part of, of being a person with a uterus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I wish, I don't know. I wish more people were welcoming. What do you uh, I don't know. I I wish society was more welcoming to people to women getting older. There you go. That's what mm. I mean. Yeah, yeah. We're working on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but we're not in our lifetimes. That's but... We're trying. That's why we're here. <laughs> Good sleep. The one thing that sets you up for a great workout and a good day is quality sleep. We talk about it all the time here on the show, which is why I'm stoked to have Lagoon Sleep as a new sponsor. Because one of the most overlooked tools in a great sleep toolbox is the thing you literally rest your head on eight hours a night, your pillow. A quality pillow is everything. Otherwise, you end up tossing, turning, punching, and folding your pillow, waking up with neck pain, and all the stuff that happens when your pillow doesn't meet your personal comfort needs. Say hello to the most comfortable sleep you've ever had with Lagoon. They start you out with a two-minute personalized pillow quiz and then pair you with your perfect pillow. I got the Otter, a cooling adjustable pillow that is perfect for side sleepers who run warm at night like I do. It is a dream. It's fully adjustable, so I was able to get the perfect loft and support 
and the cooling feature is everything. As someone who turned into a furnace every evening before menopause, I appreciate that the otter is stuffed with shredded gel-infused memory foam, which instead of trapping heat from my neck and head, draws it away and dissipates it. It's truly delightful. I'm a good sleeper, and Otter has taken it to the next level with both support and cooling. Put my head down, good night, Irene. My aura ring confirms what little tossing and turning I was doing is gone. The beauty of the pillow quiz is you can get the perfect pillow that you need to and make your sleep the best sleep you can have. Go to lagoonsleep.com slash hit play and take the two minute quiz to find your perfect match and then use the code hit play all caps one word for 15% off your first purchase. Sweet dreams. For decades, running shoes have been researched, tested and designed for men. Brands have relied on the shrink it and pink it approach to sell male shoes to female customers. That's why we are stoked to be working with Hedda's. Hedda's designs athletic footwear for women that elevates performance, safety, and style. Hedda's has unlocked the science behind women's biomechanics through dedicated research and creates better shoes for women's performance. Some of Hedda's special features include a lower ankle collar to reduce rubbing on women's ankle bones, a breathable mesh toe box to allow for ventilation and accommodate female toe shape, a more narrow and reductive heel cup to reduce heel slippage and take pressure off the Achilles, a rounded instep that creates a snug fit through the middle to match the curvature of a woman's foot and supercritical foam and a PBEX plate in the midsole to keep our legs going when the going gets tough. Hedda's has three shoe models designed for different sessions, the Alma Cruise for your long runs, the Alma Tempo for training days, and the Alma Speed for pushing the pace. I've been running in the Alma Tempos and they are a pleasure to train in. You can get your own pair of Hedda's at Hedda's.com and use the code FEISTY20, that's all caps, FEISTY20, for 20% off. Check it out today. We'll put a clickable link in the show notes to make it a snap. You you had alluded that you might investigate hormone therapy, and I and I do think I you know the the research is mm, as far as like weight distribution and what it might might or may not do there, but mm-hmm. for sure the the musculoskeletal stuff, the joint stuff, yeah. it, you know, it seems worth investigating. Yeah, I've been uh, so I've been following uh, Dr. Jen Gunter and um, mm-hmm. and. Dr. Vonda Wright, have you? I just have, I'm a very good pal of a Dr. Vonda Wright. Yes. And like, and she really is the one that hooked me onto this idea and the notion that of all of these muscular, musculoskeletal changes. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what's happening to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and how that's related to estrogen. And so like, but why don't we already know this? Why, why isn't this common knowledge with our, like our um, primary care physicians like <laughs> I joke about calling the show why don't we already know this because it comes up all the time like why does and and you're 100% correct that oh boy it's gonna take a while like the, the primary physicians should be better menopause informed but you know that the amount of training they don't get in medical school is deep and wide they, they, they're just not trained in it and oh. you're looking at a whole generation like just in 2019 survey showed that you know only 6.8% of even OB-GYN residents felt prepared for to treat menopause women. Yeah, so small. So we have our work cut out for us, for sure. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I know you do a lot of 
DEI work. And, you know, the research shows that Black women have a rougher time, you know, and, and I don't know if you identify with that. I mean, do you feel like they talk about, and you are doing a lot of work in that space and you have to be absorbing a lot of stress from doing that work. Do you feel like, do you identify with, with? Well, that first work? of all, I had to look up the word allostatic. <laughs> <laughs> when I said you that, I, the allostatic I, load, do you feel the I, allostatic I, load? <laughs> I, I definitely, um, and, and I have a big vocabulary, but that was that was not oh, a word. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, it was. I was like, I was straight challenge accepted. <laughs> I will start using that word every day now. That's a good um, word. <laughs> well, yes, uh, and in terms of like the in, invisible load or the visible load of being a black woman uh, in today's society in the world. Um, oh, I definitely, I definitely identify as, as somebody that carries that load, and, and you know if. if um, in my book, I do talk about this health scare that I had in 2008, uh, where I was, I was trying, I was killing it. Like I was trying to kill it. Like I was trying to be successful. I was trying to be, I was, uh, I was successful. I was going to grad school because I'm, you know, I'm trying to like continue learning and, and, and get a master's, which I did not do. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and I'm trying to be a great teacher. I'm trying to be a great leader at school. I'm trying to do all these things, I'm trying to be a great wife. Um, and oh, you, which I wasn't. <laughs> and, um, and so, or, or spouse is a better word, I guess. And, um, and I, you know, I was not, I did not have time or so I thought to actually take care of myself and not in the, not in the, the sort of like the, the, the notion that's the, the of self-care and like taking the blame. It was like commodified self-care anyway, like right. taking books and shit. Um, I just, like, I I did not do anything for my own health, right? right? Um, and, and also like I had a chronically ill kid, like, so that's really hard. Um, it is really hard. And, you thought um, you were having a heart attack, right? I thought I was having a heart attack. It was a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, they're similar. You know? And, uh, and I did, well, yeah. And I had never experienced anything like that. And, um, so, you know, that, that's, that's when I sort of, I shifted and reprioritized my own life, uh, so that I, I could feel good again. And cause I wasn't feeling good. And I, and I didn't really like, there were things like I, I was sick all the time. Um, and, um, like I had this like two year long sinus infection and it just wouldn't go away. And, uh, and I had this like rash all over my body and I had this, this going, I had very horrible, uh, dental issues and, and, you know, cause I wasn't sleeping, right. I wasn't sleeping. Cause I was just trying to be everything to everybody. Um, and, and, you know, to the detriment of myself. And, and so when that sort of cathartic, a uh, moment happened with me being in a doctor at the cardiologist. And he was like, you know, basically you're going to die <laughs> if you continue like this. Um, and that, that was the, that was the message I needed to hear. And I heeded it. And uh, here I am I'm not dead. Uh, <laughs> I am not a spirit. It's <laughs> good to know. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I think every, everyone's uh, everyone in my family, my, and my, well, my, my husband um and uh my son at at that point reaped the benefits of that as well 
of me being be like in better health, for me being in better mental health um, and physical health. So, um, yeah, so I, I definitely, and then and also being a person who is a DEI practitioner, um, there's a lot that does like every time I do a workshop, I'm re-traumatizing myself. <laughs> um, but that is the nature of the work, right? That's the uh, nature of teaching people how not to be an a-hole. <laughs> like, uh, that's that's the subtitle of all of my workshops. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, like I, I uh, as far as like just carrying this load, like I, um, I'm often, and I often feel this, I, I often am like, I'm a representative of my entire community, right? That's mm -hmm. it's just, you know, we I, I don't, we don't get to be individuals, right? Black people don't get to be individuals. Like, right. I, you know- You're we, a spokeswoman uh, for right, the I'm black community. <laughs> I, you know, I represent the entirety of blackness <laughs> in the world. Uh, <laughs> and that's, you know, that is a heavy, heavy, oh. heavy load, right? And so- so I always have to be super careful about what I say and what I do and how I how I present myself in the public and um, how it's really hard to have a bad day um, yeah. and just be allowed to like have just have a bad day, have a bad attitude, uh, <laughs> because that is reflective of my entire community. Right. Um, and so like things like that, I think, are are it's very common among uh, people in sort of who live their lives publicly um, and also people who don't. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it, it's just, you know, you start your, and this is this is less racial and, and more body size, I think, um, mm -hmm. you know, you start your REI documentary, like with this, just like, bullshit, hateful email that you got from somebody calling you a fraud. And you know, you're not really a runner. And like, that's got I mean, I know, like, don't read the comments and don't listen to trolls. Human but that has to go. It totally it has to go beings. in. And each each jab at me is an actual jab. Like I have a physiological response to when I read comments. I try not to, yeah. Um, but you know, it's just sometimes it's inevitable. <laughs> You're going to read something. Well, you want to see some of the good ones, right? right. And it's and like, like if you could it, only not. But it gets to a point where you don't even want to read comments because you, know, whether they're good or not, because you're going to see, because we're going to look for the negative. <laughs> um, and I always see them first, um, even though the vast majority of people commenting and, and I, are, the vast majority is is wonderful and, and uh, you know, people, people saying that they're inspired or motivated or like, oh, it's so cool that what you're doing and you know, of course, uh, uh, yeah, one of my partners is Ford Bronco and, and they boosted one of my posts, right? Oh, I just saw it today. And, and yeah, and the comments I get from randos, you know, she's driving to the McDonald's. She's, you know, oh. it's, it's the same thing over and over again. Um, that's, you know, like sort of common, par um, parlance, <laughs> parlance, um, you know, in terms of fat phobic and, uh, uh, what's the other word? Uh, anyway, so fat phobic uh, discourse, right? And so, so like I see that all the time. Like it will pop up like at the top of my my notifications because I'm also like part of doing what I do is being on social media and yeah. showing what I do and and interfacing with people. <clears throat> and so yeah, it it and it it hurts. I, it hurts less, but it's still really 
annoying and disheartening. And like, you know, what if they, they, they catch me uh, at a bad moment when I'm like feeling, um, when I'm, you know, having certain feelings or feeling some type of way as, as, you know, as we say in the vernacular. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, if I, if I were someone else like that, that could have a really, really, um, a really bad effect on me uh, and my, and my self-esteem and, and, you know, but, but look, um, but I, it, it, it hurts. It How hurts. do you take care of uh, yourself? You know, stress definitely exacerbates menopausal symptoms. Like if there's nothing else I have learned in the three years of doing this and talking to all the experts is like, and like watching it myself, sort of like wearing a CGM and doing all this aura rate, like I'm like, wow, okay, I can see like what they're talking about. But like you, like, how do you, how do you take care of you in that? So um, I, so, so I've started this, that's a fairly new thing um i try not to go to bed with you know and, and and thinking about all the stuff that i have to do tomorrow because and and it's and you know i might write some i might write a list down all the things that i need to accomplish by you know accomplish during the day tomorrow so i'll write it down <clears throat> by hand um and you know because there's that uh sort of graphomotor memory or kinesthetic memory and um, so I have it, um, those are my teacherly terms <laughs> and so I'll put that on my table. And then, um, when I don't have to wake up by a certain time, I'll leave, I'll leave my phone out, um, out in the kitchen or, um, or I'll listen to a book or something like that. I have this, this nighttime ritual that I do to sort of get my mind and body ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not very good about the two hours of screen free time. I'm not good at that. Nobody and is, I, you know what? And it's not a, re, it's not realistic for me. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm, I'm like, work very often working up to, <laughs> I go to for a good 20 minutes. If I can get like 20 minutes exactly. with a book. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, but I have a, like, I have a nighttime ritual, which I love. Um, I've got a diffuser. I put my diffuser on and, you know, I take a shower. And so when I go into my room, it smells like the diffuser. It's usually some sort of, uh, eucalyptus or pine or something mm. like that uh, and I sit down and massage my feet and and uh, I have this like lotion that I only use at night oh, nice. um crabtree and even uh, <laughs> <laughs> no actually it's L'Occitane I changed it um and um and so like I, I and I really love that ritual uh of just kind of like resting because I know that I'm a morning person Me too. I know that I am my absolute best most um, efficient, most, uh, clarity having person in the morning. And so that is something that allows me to like to fall asleep and to get the appropriate amount of sleep that I need. And I, and I wake up when I wake up without an alarm, I can, I wake up super early. <laughs> and because if I know that I have to wake up at a certain time, it just gives me more anxiety. And then I can't really get deep REM sleep. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I get up in the morning and then I allow myself to putz around. Um, this is another thing. This is a newish thing. I used to be like sort of very regimented. Oh, like, I, you know, I have to do this. I have to do this. Oh, I'll fold some laundry. Um, I will. And then if my mind goes somewhere else, I just let it go somewhere else. Let's it go. I just let it go. I can't speak English. <laughs> let it go somewhere else. Uh, if I, you know, need to answer a couple of emails, I'll go do that. Um, and then I'll get distracted by something. I am going to go get ADHD t- testing, by the way. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, or if I have to sweep or make breakfast or coffee, I just let myself do that for like an hour and a half to two hours. And then it sets the tone for the rest of the day, um, especially like not having a schedule, right? <laughs> Unless I have a call or or something. Yeah. Um, and and then, I, and then I get stuff done and I'm not stressed out about it. And, and I'm, you know, and then I'm in homeostasis. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, that I'm, I'm very... It calms me hearing that I, I'm I'm not as worried about you. <laughs> like, it makes me feel makes me feel calmer just like hearing your ritual. And those those do sound like legit. Like all the things that I've written about you, like you covered, like massage your feet, set the tone, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, bring down the stress. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So and and that that is that has been feeling good lately. And I try to also it's hard to do that when I'm traveling, which and I travel yeah. like percent of the year and so like that's what the real disruptor in my life is um but more and more i'm allowing myself to um leave a party or i hate parties but it's a part of the job right i have to do this you know i'm at a little lemon function i'm at an ll bean function we got to go to dinner with so-and-so and i've got to meet with so-and-so but i i do an irish goodbye you know when i'm done i leave and i try to leave before i'm tired and um because I'm not I'm just not good at night <laughs> and my social battery is uh I'm an introvert so like my my social battery is it's, it does not last very long um but but I can you know I'm a performing artist as well so I can do that you know if I need to I can put it on you know um and so yeah so I've been learning these things uh about myself or like just acknowledging them and then and and acting on that that um that knowledge like oh i know that you know after after 7 30 after eight o'clock i am no good so i need to leave before then i need to go take a shower go to bed read a little bit massage my feet you know yeah. do what i do, kind of uh get ready for the next day that's awesome and it, that is um that's good advice for absolutely everybody whether you live a, a public life where you're teaching people not to be a-holes or not i guess it's <laughs> And again, like, I, and I love, I love, 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 love what I get to do. Like, it's so cool. Like, um, you know, but, you know, I have my limits and I'm like, and, you know, and folks know it. They're like, uh, you ready to leave? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'll call you an Uber. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's clear that you really do. You, I mean, I, I listened to both of the, you've been on Rich Roll twice, right? I listened, I listened to both of those and you really do light up when you talk about, you know, not just like the outdoor work that you do, but like, you know, the everyday racism work that you do and that, that like you were just so, um, I just felt like you become very animated and very passionate about that for obvious reasons. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you talked quite a bit in one of the shows about the everyday racism, racism, sort of the outdoor world and industry, which you're in. Um, do you see it in the menopause space? Like, you know, I, I can't say that I, that I know because that I haven't been really paying attention to. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But I will say like, so I, <laughs> I, so I live in Vermont. I, and I, um, I go, there's a place that I go to a, a, a resort that I go to for massages because, you know, you get a massage and you have access to the whole spa for the entire day. So I, the other day, just two days ago, I went and got a massage and, um, and so I drove up to this place to the valet mm-hmm. and nobody 
normally folks would come out to greet you. Nobody came to like greet me. And it's like, I was very clearly in the valet line and no one came. And I'm like, I thought so. I was like, okay, well maybe it's cause it's cold. So I, <laughs> and this sounds very, um, uh, very privileged. I'm waiting in the valet and <laughs> to get my to massage at the spa. <laughs> but this is, <laughs> um, but my point is that like, I go there and I'm like, I'm waiting and like, and these people are looking at me and, um, I, granted I like, I'd never had never seen a black person, <laughs> uh, use the spa before uh and there's not a lot of black people up in vermont anyway and so like i'm like what do they think do they think i work there <laughs> and so i'm like finally some guy runs out to go get a car and i'm like um is this the valet line and he's like yeah um i'm like well i'm pointing to my car <laughs> um can, oh oh okay um all right uh oh yeah i'm like i have a spa appointment he's like oh oh okay <laughs> things where like nobody greets you this happens all the time to like me as a black woman and if you know if, if it were something that happens once if, if that happened once or twice you know I wouldn't think anything of it but it's something that happens consistently um to me as like I, I'm either ignored or like or there's hyper vigilance um you know if I go into a store people are like on me like constantly I'm like what am I going to steal a sofa <laughs> I'm not walking out of here with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my goodness, my New York just came out really strong. I think. <laughs> and um, so that's something like I, I you know, was thinking about that uh, and, and thinking about racism and 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 the, the sort of the everyday toll of the allostatic, <laughs> allostatic load. <laughs> For those who might be confused by this, I sent. I always send questions ahead of time and and I use that phrase in one of them in one of my questions <laughs> without even because my god like I spent so much time in PubMed I should um yeah and so like and I was like you but but here's like I was annoyed but I was like you know what I'm just gonna go go about my day because I'm, I'm getting a massage like not everybody gets can get a, a deep tissue massage after a race you know like um, and I, and I, and this is something that I've been doing is just like, not, not giving up a, a fuck being myself, not giving a fuck. And, and just like I walked into the spa room, the spa check-in and normally I'm very bubbly and smiley and like, I'm not going to perform for anybody today. That's, that's what I'm, cause I'm so tired of it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just not going to perform for anyone today. I'm not going to smile. I'm not going to be bubbly. Um, and I, you know, I'm just going to go in, I'm, I'm a customer, give me my massage service, please. <laughs> Ended up being a, a wonderful massage, uh, and such, but like, you know, that's all of that is a roundabout way of saying that, like, I, I have felt and started to, um, sort of disengage from, from performing for people and, you know, tr trying to be, uh, a palatable black person, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like that I've noticed this change as I get older, as like, I just like, it just, it eats away at me. Um, and the more I disengage, the, 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 the more care I'm taking of myself. Um, and so, and I absolutely think that is, that's an effect of, of, of perimenopause and like, you know, sort of coming into that, that state of life.
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, and it's it's one of the better parts of it, if you ask me. Oh, oh, I love that. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and just like say no, I'm not doing that. No, yep, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that uh, is a hundred percent one of the perks of the stage. Um, I, I, I absolutely don't. I, I want to pivot a little bit because I know that mm-hmm. you're also doing. You hinted that you were training for something. So I want to make sure that we hit that. And I also want to hear a little bit more about the Lululemon Further Project that you're part of. Yeah, so that's the thing that I'm training for. Oh, Uh, okay. So Lululemon Further is a six-day race. There are 10 athletes that are involved. Um, And and I think, did you speak with Camille, maybe? Okay, yes. So Camille is one of the the uh athletes and, and it, first of all it's like so cool to be like on a team with Camille like oh my and, and Devin Yanko like <laughs> so so cool um because I idolize those those two women and um so yeah we're uh on this quest to do as many miles as we can do in six hours now not that and six, six days not six six days um <laughs> six hours would be something entirely different um but six days and and not, it's not that six day races haven't occurred before, but they've never occurred um, sort of under the auspices of a big resource research centered organization, the Canadian Sports Institute. Um, uh, and uh, with all of their their resources and then with the resources of Lululemon. And so they've partnered together to put on this six day race where, you know, each of each individual athlete is trying for their their best, their PR in terms of mileage or kilometer age. (laughs) (laughs) They're Canadian. And so, um, yeah. And so and I and I they're probably going to be a couple of attempts at the world record. Uh, I I am not in that group. (laughs) I'm just trying to like, <laughs> studying you guys too. Is yeah, there a okay, yeah. So yeah. So in this, in this quest, uh, you know, we've done all sorts of testing um, and you know, body scans and not like really, really interesting stuff. Um, and uh, VO2 max tests. I mean, like I had never done a VO2 max test before doing this. We're <laughs> saying yes. And I saying yes to this. And um, I cried. <laughs> They're terrible. <laughs> The first, the first one we did one, and um, then we did one the next day, and uh, on fatigue legs. And then I definitely, um, and I was actually about to get my period. I was, I had just been, uh, I just had just come off of a really bad sinus infection, and you know I had traveled in the the day before, so just not great conditions. But I mean, like, look, that mimics, you know, sometimes that's that's race day, right? Sure is. And uh, and so I didn't, I felt like I didn't do well, and so I was a big baby. <laughs> I'm like big slobber. I was like, I my <laughs> like cameras on us and stuff. Um, and then we did it again the next day, which I, I did better the next day for uh on fatigue legs. And then we did another round of testing. And I, I don't know if we're gonna do it again, but like it's been really cool to um to have that information, to have access to that information and access to those types of resources. Um not at liberty to say anything else about any of the other testing, but yeah. it's been really, really cool. Um, and and to have someone uh, with my body, with my kind of body, my shape, my my size, um, also my race, um, involved in a 
I guess fairly, it's not really wide ranging uh, in terms of the amount of people that are in the study, but it's a a fairly important study on uh, women's endurance. Yeah. But it, it just blows me away. Like normally when people with my kind of body and uh, body size and shape uh, are studied, it is pathological. You know, when is, when is this person going to become diabetic? When is this person going to have some sort of um, heart disease or, or a a stroke or, you know, and it's, uh, you know, when are they going to break their knees? Um, And when are their joints going to fail in general? Like stuff like that. Um, And that's not what this is. It is. This is about what can this body do? What can these bodies do? How long can they go for? And that's like, and what is the potential? And I think that for me personally is the coolest part of this project. Um, Has it been a bitch to train? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) When is it? uh, It is, we start on March 6th. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not that far away at this point. No, it's not. Um, And... And it's been, and so this is the first week and I've done, I've done trans Rockies. I finished trans Rockies in 2018. I, I, I attempted it in 2017, got 76, 75 miles in out of 120, loved it so much, even though it was hard, um, went back the next year, finished. And so like, I already, like, I know I can do 120 miles uh, doing a lot of climbing at altitude. I know that, right. Uh, about my body already. So like that for me, that's already an accomplishment. Um, but I'll see how far I can go. Um, I've been right this week is my first week kind of of doing like six days in a row um, after the 50K. And it's it, and because my body has changed so much since 2018, it's very difficult. That's interesting. You know, I'm yeah. not like I'm not the same size. I'm not, you know, um, I don't have this like I get up at four o'clock in the morning and, and run for, run for an hour and then and then uh, lift for a half an hour and then go teach all day and then do my, uh, and run with my cross country kids. Like I don't have that schedule anymore. So, but also like my body doesn't want to do that anymore. Um, and I, and I have started to make peace with that. So like, I'm working with a completely different set of parameters here. And, you know, and as we talked about it earlier, like why they're, the fat distribution is, is different. And my, my posture is different and my running form is different. So like, I've had to make changes and contend with that. And, um, but I am really trying to be welcoming, like, but I was like, but still like my body is still pretty fucking phenomenal because like, if I can go do 50 K and then like go on, get on a treadmill the next day, like I did Pilates this morning. I, now I have to, I have to get back on the treadmill. Like, and I can, I can still do that. And that is really cool. And I'm starting to lift again next week because I know that's a really, really important factor in, in, uh, in being healthy while you aging and also like so that I can be strong for this six day extravaganza. <laughs> durability. It's a bit it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. So um so yeah like I'm I'm really excited about it. Uh and and of course the training has had lulls and uh and I've I've definitely fallen into ruts and and but like I'm I'm out of the second rut. <laughs> so now, now I'm excited about it again. I'm sure I'll have another one in a couple of weeks. But um yeah it'll be really cool. Can I ask and and I'm I'm just curious if because other women I have and I'm I'm dancing around this because I it the whole conversation is 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 so loaded but I when I have talked to other women um larger runners they've gone to see their doctors recently 
and the weight loss drugs come up. And I'm wondering, oh. yeah, I know. And I was so reluctant to bring it up, but I had to like, mm. if you had a thought, right. If you had a thought mm-hmm. on it, because it's like, it, it's almost an unavoidable part of the conversation right now. And I didn't know if that, if you, if that has entered your atmosphere and if so, like what, what you've done with it. I, I, I've had the pleasure and <laughs> privilege of not of having a doctor that is health at every size trained. Uh, many of the doctors here in Vermont are. Um, and and I, But I also go in and I'm like, listen, I, I know that under the stupid BMI categories, I know where I fall. You don't have to tell me that. Like I go in there saying that I put it on my intake forms and I'm, and I, and I say, look, I am, well, technically I'm a professional athlete. That's what I do. That, it's what I do for work. So don't, don't say, don't say, oh, have you ever exercised before? <laughs> Which I, I, um, a gynecologist of mine a couple of years ago, um, before I left school, said something, and, I, and I'd gone in, I was, there was some issue that I had wanted to discuss with her. And I had just done a marathon that I, it was like Thursday or something like that. And I had done a marathon the previous Sunday and I had another one the next Sunday. And I said, I'm between marathons. Uh, and I had another doctor's appointment with a pulmonologist that same week, right? And because I was on spring break, so I tried to get all my doctor's appointments in. And and so the the woman, the gynecologist was like, well, well, have you considered exercising? And I had just told her, I just finished a marathon. She couldn't hear it. Like she couldn't oh hear it. Oh my God. And then the pulmonologist uh said, I, and I went in because I had had a resurgence of asthma because I've, I've always, I've been asthmatic since I was born, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it sometimes, it's, sometimes I don't have to take an inhaler. It's other times I do. And so uh, I had been having some problems. And so I went in and it was the same week. I was like, look, I just want to go into my next marathon. And I said a very, my next marathon, at, at knowing that I won't drop dead. <laughs> and so and then he starts talking about something, something like that. And then like, Three minutes later, he's like, wait, did you say you were doing a marathon? I was like, well, I said I did one on Sunday and then I'm going to do another one this Sunday. So that's why I'm asking about an inhaler. <laughs> he's like, oh, I, oh, oh. <laughs> um, but I and then and th- those are kind of like, I want to say probably around 2015 or so, 20, maybe 2014. Um, and then the next time I had. Uh, any issues with the with the doctor was when I was getting my form, my medical form for Marathon de Sable. Uh, I had to, you have to go to get a physical yeah. and you have to also get an EKG before yeah. you head out there. So that's why I was at the, and this was not not my doctor. Um, yeah, because at this point I didn't have a doctor yet. And so I, I went into this, uh, one of my mom's doctors and uh, at the end, he's like, oh, so what, what do you need this forum for? I was like, well, I'm going to I'm going out to Morocco to do a race, a, a running race in the desert. <laughs> and tell people how long it is. For and, those who uh, it's, a, it's a six day. And I don't even know. I, I went as media and I only did the first day. Right. That's fine. Um, and which was like 30K. And I was like, yes, because, <laughs> of course, they don't tell you the the uh, distances until you get on the bus to go. to oh, the, Right. So. Yeah. So I was very happy. It was 30 K. I was like, I, I eat 18 miles for breakfast, whatever, or 19 or whatever it is. And uh, anyway, so, <laughs> so I go to this doctor and like, we get the EKG and he's like, okay. He's like, well, everything is 
uh, normal, but like, uh, you know, you sh- I'm a little worried about your BMI. I'm like, I just told you, I was like, listen, sir, <laughs> I just told you I am going to do a race. I, I do this professionally. It's, I mean, it's what I do for work. And you and I both know that BMI is bullshit. He's like, well, yeah, but you, it's something you should worry about. <laughs> like you can't win. <laughs> um, and every, like literally everything, like all the metabolic profile or panel was, you know, perfect. And, and it's always like, well, wow, well, your blood sugar is great. And your blood pressure is, yeah. And let me just do it again and make sure. Cause it was, you know, low for a person, my size or whatever. And um, so there's still a lot of work to be done in the medical community. <laughs> um, I have not, no, no doctor of mine uh, or has had, has mentioned Ozempic, Wegovy, any of those uh, weight loss drugs um, uh, or any sort of weight loss surgery. Or no one has done that. Because, I think because I have been preemptive and saying that is not what I'm here for. Um, so please don't talk to me about those things. Uh, and I'm like, and I'm, and I'm very like, sort of like aggressive about it now, uh, because I have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's why that's, I, I hedged on if if I wanted to ask the question, especially after we had such a great positive, uh, discussion (laughs) on the Lululemon project, but but because (laughs) I know it comes up so much with people that I've interacted with, I really did want to like hear your yeah, and I and I know people. There are folks that that is part of like their what they want for themselves, and that's yep. fine. Like I believe in complete body bodily autonomy. Yeah, uh, but that's not something that I want or need for myself. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Marna, I'm very excited for you, and I um, I will be cheering for you for your uh, the Lululemon effort and seeing what what yet to come that you have not been able to talk about. The are they going to be publishing on this? Should we look for yeah, in a couple of years, I think. Oh yeah. After okay. they like aggregate all the d- the data and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Are you gonna get a shoe too? I'm looking ah. at my shoe right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, a new apparel. Yep. Yep. Nice. <laughs> it's it's that is really exciting. Um I have two little mannequins. Well, two little like 3D printouts of uh my body, like two little ones. Uh, really, you know, you know, part of the part of part of the process of not 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 further specific, but um, of being uh, an ambassador for Lululemon, um, is you know doing stuff with apparel and uh, doing a lot of fittings and stuff like that. And so, like, they have models of our bodies, like, and and it's so cool because I have like a little superhero, <laughs> a little fat superhero, Myrna Flaria, and I guess. And, uh, and and when people come to my 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 place, they're like, oh, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." I wish that this kind of thing existed when I was younger. Like I would see people uh, that have different kinds of bodies, like just in in non negative ways, like re- represented in non negative ways. Like so, so that's been really cool. So they, I guess that's how they make our clothes. Huh? <laughs> that's rad. <laughs> is there anything that we haven't talked about that you? thought that you'd like to express to our audience or keep moving i mean like uh you know today i went to pilates my entire body was hurting especially my hip but i have some issues with sciatica but i but i and i almost canceled b 
because I was in a lot of pain. I was very anxious about it, but I was like, I'm going to go to Pilates. I'm going to tell the instructor that I'm in a lot of pain. And, and it was fantastic. And I needed the community. I needed to see other women moving um, within all their various ages. It's an older group that, that does this Pilates class. And um, and it was the, exactly the thing that I needed. Um, and my body felt better. I, I moved it in a really gentle and loving way. And um, yes, like, like, like be gentle with your bodies. Um, be patient because <laughs> I know it's really hard. Um, and I'm, I'm also working on that, um, and, and, and be kind and loving. Perfect. Well, that's our show. Come on back next week when I talk all about how to keep your vagina and vulva happy, healthy, and comfortable with Dr. Rochelle Bernstein of Purely Menopause. You won't want to miss this one. So come on back for that. And until then, as always, stay feisty. You've been listening to Hit Play, Not Pause, a feisty menopause podcast for active, performance-minded women. I'm your host, Celine Yeager. The show is edited and produced by the strong, talented, and amazing women at Live Feisty Media. Follow us on social media at Feisty Menopause, And please help us spread the word. Screenshot and share this episode on your social media channels with the tag at Feisty Menopause. Share the show with your friends. And please subscribe, like, review, and rate this show wherever you get your podcasts. Word of mouth and good reviews make it easier for other listeners to find. Thanks for listening. And as always, stay feisty. 